tell me where in the world is crime in San Diego. Welcome back to Where in the World is Crime in San Diego. It's the day after Larry Melieta's uh, preliminary hearing, and he is going to stand trial. Um, I think some people are in, in shock, and some people are not shocked that this is not going to, you know, it's either or. Like People are like, oh yeah, it's going to go to trial, it's not going to go to trial. I'm, I'm happy that it is going to go to trial. I, for a second, I felt like it wasn't going to go. I'm shocked that it's over and how much came out and to know that they probably didn't show their whole hand. So there has to be more that they're going to show in trial. Um, I think I'm just not shocked at the outcome. Like I felt like this was inevitable. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you, but there's always that just because the body, there is no body. So. Yeah, but we've moved so much further in times now where logic has to play a part in this. Like, I mean, the jury's not just I mean, their peers, they're logical people. They get vetted for a reason and make sure that they can reason. So I don't have any like doubts that he'll get convicted. But you never know. I mean, you really just never know. Yeah. So the trial is not going to is not dated to start until September 14th of this year, 23. Um, so he's still about, you know, six, seven months away. And uh, we're just going to have to sit and wait and uh, we will be here for you guys. And we're going to be going through the same process for sure. Now the dust is settling slightly. Uh, Maya's sister did speak to the media yesterday after court. And what I was shocked to hear is that this was their first time getting knowledge to a lot of the evidence. They had been kind of more in the dark with where the investigation was and how much they had discovered. And I can't even begin to imagine how like gut wrenching and heartbreaking it is to learn all of that along with the rest of the world, like being completely blindsided by how severe all of this was really going and how deep it rooted. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. And on top of that, because when when you take the stand, it, if you're the first witness, you're you could be there from the first day to the very end of the hearing. But if you're unless you're going to be recalled to witness. Yes. But if you're like, like, say, for instance, James Rhodes, if, if Rhodes, if he was just, you know, there for one day and it happened to be on day 10, he would have to wait the first nine days. And, and after he testifies, that's when he can be in the courtroom, which is probably why they started with the family to like not drag them out on the anticipation, like say what you need to say and then you can join the rest. Yeah. But it's like. They held their emotions like you did not hear very much out of the the crowd in the actual courtroom during all these live streams and, and coverages. So power to them. Like, honestly, I don't know if I would be able to sit there and listen to videos and see photos and see the evidence presented to me in person. No, as- yeah, it's heartbreaking. Like, I can't I don't want to be in their shoes. I never would. But I can't even begin to imagine or try to empathize with that. like Or sympathize. Sorry. I do empathize with them. Do not understand that pain. And it feels awful. The other thing that I felt was very shocking. Kind of like the disgusting part of humanity. Is that as I mentioned. Maya's family holds a prayer group every single Thursday. 
I want to say it's around 4.45, 5 p.m. And it's for the community to come together and like all support. And for some reason this week, it just people that were there for the wrong reasons and to blame judgment and past judgment on Maya instead of like, you know, let them be, let them, let them do their own little they're group. They're going if through a literal yeah. nightmare. It, if you don't, if you don't agree with it, like, okay, like I can, everybody has their own opinion, but that doesn't just mean, be respectful. That's, yeah. Be respectful and, and keep your distance and have both parties have their say. And that's it. Be cool. Be, be cool about it. So because of that, they now close that prayer group to the public and they will only be doing it with most likely the people that have been there the last two years religiously. So friends, family, coworkers, you know, people in the community that like got closer to the family, but it's no longer a public access thing just to protect themselves from that kind of reaction, which is really heartbreaking. I don't know if they're going to resume on the searches for Maya if they do, I will definitely be posting it and sharing it with you guys. But the purpose of today is we wanted to show a little bit of a closer look at the evidence that was presented. I know that in the recaps, we didn't have as much time to get into the nitty gritties. So we wanted to be able to do that today. And we're going to be playing a couple bits and pieces from the last 10 days so that you guys can get an idea and judge for yourselves. And, you know, that way we're a little more prepared coming into trial and you've already been exposed to these bigger exhibits no exactly so um we we were able to get video clips from um the live streaming services you know presented by cbs uh san diego and an nbc san diego and as well as court uh, tv court tv uh we've got some tidbits there from them so we're we, that's where our sources came from um, just to put that disclaimer out, but, uh, disclaimers, there is going to be the sound that is identified to possible gunshots. So just be aware of that, uh, we're trying to keep the volume at like a moderate, um, just so you guys can kind of listen in and see if you distinguish them or if they sound like fireworks or some other noise to you, like, let us know what you think. If that is a trigger for you, go ahead and skip ahead about 30 seconds and then keep listening for the rest of it. So here we are. We're going to play the, uh, the apparent gunshot clip uh so you'll first hear the first four or five pair of shots apparent shots and then there'll be a break of about in the video it's about almost more than a minute but we'll shorten it here for you guys and then there'll be another string of shots afterwards but uh here for yourself and here we go <coughs> So to me, Angie, those first pair of shots or no loud noises, they do sound like gunshots to me. Or, or either it could be like, say, like two pieces of plywood slapping against each other. But it's 10 o'clock at night. 1037 to be exact. But yeah. No, 1037 no, is when the kids were outside playing. It's not. It's short. Oh, 957. Sorry. 957 is when you, you hear the loud bangs yeah. recorded on the neighbor audio. But. Yes, and then it's just really strange. Like there, you don't hear very much from the audio other than those bangs and the the, the dogs barking. It's really, it really is hard to decipher what those sounds actually really are. 
But it's not like there's like fireworks going on around that time of year. Like there's not much else that you can confuse it with. That's a pretty distinctive sound. And exactly it is. And that's why it sticks out to everyone's mind. So uh, there's. But just to remind everyone, they have been analyzed and they have not been able to prove that they're gunshots. So unfortunately, it is still just part of the loud, circumstantial. Loud bangs. Yeah. That's all. That's all they can say. I so. want to be really clear on that. So next we have the court TV readings of the emails sent from Larry to one of the spellcasters that he communicated with. And this is just to kind of show you guys how quickly it escalated. Like a powerful love spell to bind my wife, May T. Miliette, to me forever. Also, for her to love me unconditionally as I love her. To keep her from hurting our family even further. She has become very promiscuous and selfish. She is only concerned about her happiness and disregards the happiness of her family. Our three young children are being affected. She would rather go out with friends or probably meeting up with the third party. She has prioritized her work. She leaves me with our children whenever she is not working and puts no effort into spending time with them. Please see the details below. I have worked with Priest Wisdom and Dr. Maoway from Nigeria with no results. Two spellcasters mentioned that someone has put a negative spell or voodoo on our relationship. Could be Jamie's wife when she found out about their relationship. Please cast the most powerful spell. You guys are my last hope. She has since not yet filed, but afraid I might report them at her employment. That's why she hasn't yet. Please help me. Please cast the best spell for my situation. Thank you so much in advance. Very respectfully, Larry I. Miliette. Again, thank you. Hi, Lilith. Do you have any spells that can manifest to cause physical harm? Very respectfully, Larry Miliette. If you were able to cast a spell for an accident to cripple or cause bodily harm, Without killing, maybe? If possible. Can you give someone cancer? Good afternoon, Lilith. I respectfully ask you to please recast or boost. Jamie still works at SWMRC and has not been punished. Please make him suffer tenfold in everything he does for his entire lifetime. Hoping to be cut short, if possible. Thank you, Lilith. Very respectfully, Larry Miliette. So the spell. I'd like to focus on dominating her and for her to obey me. She needs to start listening to me as the head of the household. I no longer can trust her decision-making. I would also like to reinforce intimacy, being nicer and more loving to me and our children. We need her to put us first above all, especially her job and friends. Banish everyone else. Just keep everything professional. Also, banish that phone usage. Is this something doable? Also, please reinforce making her horny for me only. She kept rejecting me and continues to do so. Good afternoon, Lilith. Is there a spell you can cast to incapacitate or make May not want to keep leaving me and my kids behind? Can you make her sick so she has to depend on us for care? I'm just at my wit's end trying to appease her and making sure our family stays whole. She left me again today and scheduled Jeep runs, gatherings, and trips. All of this COVID is killing people. She's taking unnecessary risks. Please let me know. Also, please boost the dominating and obey me spell, please. She just doesn't listen. Please have her not ever wanting or having divorce or separation as an option. Hang her her mind now from wanting one. I want her to love me unconditionally and be interested, obsessed, and desire me always, sexually, emotionally, mentally. I want her to actually try and make our marriage work, bind us together forever in a happy relationship. Thank you. Please don't abandon me. She's telling me that she just wants to co-parent, but not as husband and wife. Okay. She's really going at it with me treating me like a doormat. I'm shaking inside, ready to snap. May is really out of control, and that's an understatement. I really try and stay calm to be the better person, but 
But too much is too much. Lilith, make her realize that we are meant to be with each other. Make her miserable without me. Make her want to sleep on the same bed, please, for all of eternity. Can you remove or stop hexing my wife, May? Instead, hex Jamie of San Diego, California. He's 29 to 31 years of age. He works at SWMRC. Hi, Miss Fagan. Please cast the strongest hex on Jamie. I've placed another order. As always, thank you for your help and service. So those were a lot to go through. The last two emails were from January 9th and January 10th, 2021. So that and the was ones that said I'm about to snap were from the 7th. Before leading everything into the disappearance of like Maya. around 4 p.m. Yeah. So you can see it's it's a lot to take in. But those emails just progressively just got even more and more like intense chilling. Like actually like I get a little bit goosebumps because they went from just kind of being like, hey, like help me to save my marriage to more like physical physical cause harm, break a leg, break an arm. The desperation it, definitely yes. escalated. So that's the definition of zero to a hundred. It literally is. It, 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 <laughs> you can't, you can't be any more clear than that, but it is scary. Like, honestly, uh, it, Larry was losing it. Like, I understand that. Listen, like going through divorce is so difficult. Like, you know, I've been going through that and it's, it, it takes a toll on your body, but it's, it's one of those things that if it's not going to work out, it's not healthy for you, but you can't be controlling and holding on. To something that isn't working clearly like you that. can it's just not healthy but you can do it <laughs> and keep in mind this was one of multiple spellcasters there was about four other ones that the contact was just about the same it was just repeated conversations with different people hoping that one of the outcomes would come through yeah he was just really wishing for for things to you know swing to his favor but you know I don't know if spells casting actually is even real or if it actually even exists. I feel like the fact that he spent over a thousand dollars on it proves that it's not clearly like he was trying with multiple people and none of them came to fruition. Like I would hope none of them came to fruition, but I, don't, I think that's why he got so desperate because nothing else was working. Yeah. And then like on top of that, he actually even did the whole like DIY, like hexing, like he bought the books, he bought the whole rituals for he his house. He made his own al uh, altar, I altar, guess. Yeah. It. Yeah. The altar thing. And I'm like, he used the fake blood. Yeah. Like the he did a photo take of them. Yeah. He took it to a whole nother level. The little Wanga doll. Yep. The Wanga, like, which is like a voodoo doll. Yeah. So it is insane. I mean, that's like one of those major key points that is just. Well, through our YouTube detectiving digging, we also found something that I had no idea about, but apparently CBS 8 seems to be the only one that reported on this. Um, but back in 1997, Larry was a minor. He was 15 years old, growing up in Paradise Valley, and he was involved in a gang stabbing. Um, he was charged with like injury or attempted murder with the assault weapon, something like that. Again, he was 15 years old, so it's hard to get those records, but it did go. Those records are sealed, but they are still recorded. And the person did survive. He was in the hospital. He did fully recover. Um, but because of what had happened, Larry was sent to live in Hawaii with his parents. He was staying with other family here in San Diego. And I'm assuming aunt and uncle because he has a really close bond with them. But that's just my guess. 
Um, but he was sent to live with his parents in Hawaii. And that's when he started high school and met May. And then later met his future wife and went on to like live a peaceful life in the Navy. Mm-hmm. But he did have a pretty dark, like for 15 years old and to stab someone in the face. Like that's pretty gruesome. Yeah. And serving like back, even back in 1997, like the, the laws changed uh, not too long after the thousands where you know, if you're a minor and you commit like murder or crime like that, you're convicted as an adult. But that was before that. And he did serve like some something in, in juvenile hall, you know. Yeah, like, he was like processed, but it wasn't that long. It was kind of like the slap on the hand. Don't do it again. Yeah. And the, the what really saved him was the move to Hawaii. Yeah. So that's where it just more of like, OK, like you can't be living here. You need to move away from the state. And that's what Hawaii came into play. So and that. You're you're watching that clip, and I did the whole like double take because like did, 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 did I just hear that? Like, yeah, <laughs> I had the same reaction. Like I was going through YouTube videos trying to compile a couple things, and you know you just get obviously those videos that pop up on the side, and I started going down the rabbit hole, and I was like, wait, this is the same guy. Like, yeah, that's how I, I was like, why are you watching that something about like juvenile hall? Is so the it- guy he stabbed actually ended up getting arrested. Like he was in a gang, and he ended up getting arrested later for another crime. But they brought him to testify in front of Judge Morning about how Larry attacked him. And of course, they can't bring up old cases into this current one. But the judge wanted to hear for himself, like, what happened and the testimony so that he can kind of weigh it. Which I thought was really interesting. And I was like, wait, I recognize that face. And then I was like, oh, shoot, like, this is all the same person. Mm -hmm. So he was with multiple other people like he wasn't the only one. But I mean, 15 years old and already running with the wrong crowd like that's got to tell you that there's a violent past in there somewhere. Yeah. And it makes it even more like, OK, you know what? This doesn't make him look any more better for this Not at situation. All. So uh, that was that was huge. And now it's a little bit of a, of a big shock to me to find out that he had been involved with that. I'm surprised people aren't talking about it more, but I think because he was a minor at the time, it's almost pointless to. But to me, it speaks to his character. Totally agree, um, because you know people who commit crimes will commit them over time again. So uh, it's there. He he was capable of hurting someone, causing physical harm. So it stands even more now where he could have caused physical harm to May too. That's the way I see it. The other pieces of evidence we ran into are during the testimonies from the detectives. They were able to share exhibits and screenshots of the google searches for different drugs the different google searches for you know uh, how to make your wife subliminal and how to harm someone like mentally torture them without physically hurting them um maya had also searched for like does mental abuse count as abuse like things like that so i'll be sharing those on our instagram page if you want to take a look at them it's just really interesting to see one, how many variations of the same ideas he would Google and how consistent they were, which shows again, that same progression and escalation. One thing um, that we did not get a chance to really go into full detail or at least mention um, in the last like two days of the the hearings was uh, Larry's involvement with the cryptocurrency and Bitcoin kind of stuff where he actually invested a lot of money into it. So I want to say like $90,000. Yeah. The number was around $90,000, 
was invested into the you know Bitcoin cryptocurrency, and uh, there's a one occasion where he actually withdrew the money, and it was around fifty thousand dollars. Now, where is that money now? I have no idea. You know, that's where I I caught the tail end of that with uh, James Rhodes and some, you know, Bonita was the one that brought it up. Oh, yeah. She was asking some questions that kind of probed it out of him, but it hurt her case more than it helped her. It did because it's like, uh, you're just like the uh, the prosecutor Bowles didn't bring this up. Bonita brought it up. So it's like, uh, what are you doing? You're kind of, you know, you're. You're shooting you yourself the, in the bear, foot. yeah. <laughs> you know, and then Rose was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with this. Yeah, this, yeah. this. Oh yeah, this is my report. My re- it's my report's called Coinbase. Here it is. It's, there's this 500 something page uh, booklet of it. And he saw just, funny you asked. <laughs> yes, he, he did say that. Yeah. And it's just because he. I mean, he's a detective, so like I said, it's not his first time on the stand for for something like this. So he's comfortable, and he. You can you can see how comfortable he was with the questions, and even. Her aggressive tone or her like argumentative aspect to approach to questions. Like he was like, okay, you really want to go there? Like, let's yeah. play. He, he's, he's like, you want to pay rough? I'll pay rough with you. And it's just like, all right, geez, like he is all in for it. Which and- I also do have exhibits coming up of the Bitcoin statements. And just to kind of get an idea of like the activity that he had lining up, almost yeah. like he was preparing himself. But more than anything, like I mentioned throughout the entire 10 days, the defense was brutal to watch. It was honestly like a car wreck like you don't want to look away but you also can't keep watching and you're just like it hurts either way we wanted to leave you guys with a little treat and a little snippet of what the defense argument at the very end of yesterday sounded like just so you can get a taste of i'm assuming what her trial is going to be like because she's been larry's lawyer this entire time and i don't see him jumping ship he would be smart too, but he yeah. doesn't seem like a smart man. No, so. and you know we've we've talked about the whole preliminary hearing that the prosecuting team was very organized. They were very professional, very organized. They've been doing their job for a very long time. They know how to proceed. They did have some moments that were a little. Oh, but yeah. I mean, nobody's perfect. Nobody. Has so perfect. I'm not judging. But the, but you, when you're trying to compare the two, oh, the professionalism from the prosecution team was amazing compared to the defense team. You so can't compare the two. My 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 way of seeing it is the you know the prosecuting team gave the facts. They just gave the facts. They they pre- that's what they presented. What Bonita presented in the closing was a like story a storyline. And then there was a lot of pauses and and it's just like it, it's cringeworthy. I'm like, telling you, yeah, it's definitely <laughs> cringeworthy. Like one to ten, let us know where you're at. I think I'm at the ten. Yeah. So we're going to um, we're going to just cut little pieces here and there of for you guys to listen into it. If you want to watch the whole video, we will add a link to a YouTube where you can catch the whole 27 minutes. I just want to spare some of your lifetime that you won't get back. But it's worth giving a small listen so you can get, get an idea because I don't think there's any way for us to put it into words that would convey what this sounds like. Yeah, because even the judge is like, do you have a reason behind this? Like. <laughs> Yeah, you'll hear for yourself. Don't worry. So uh, without further ado, here we go. She had a relationship with another man. Her sister told you that. That is the beginning of her problem. Not only that, she turned to excessive alcohol consumption. 
perhaps at the beginning she wasn't drinking very much, but in 2020, that habit seemed to be increasing. So what is the relevance of that? It added to her problems, Yeah, Continued. Obviously, the fruits would continue because she still, she still did not in the affair, the relationship. So then... She also said she just wanted a divorce. Right. Why, she couldn't, wa- why couldn't he just accept it? She wanted a divorce. He, he didn't like it. He didn't want a divorce. Her work product is suffering. That is a problem for her. Because now Mr. Mansell wants to talk to her about her work product. At that time, COVID was in the air. Talks to her. I don't know if those were facts in evidence. There were a lot of facts, not in evidence. And I'm. Well, that's an argument, so I'm. That's a little bit more. Okay, so now, in order to cope, he had to do something. He talked to Genesis. Genesis and Mr. Millet were discussing about the. Counsel, I want you to. Okay. Did you really get to the probable cause issue? Because I want to finish this okay. one. And Ms. Bowles needs to give a rebuttal. And what? I have to issue that to make my ruling. I know, Yana. I know. Let me just add this, this fact that was presented to you. So, <laughs> there you have it. Um, you've heard it for yourself. Uh, Bonique- Three words. I told you so. (laughs) (laughs) You usually tell me that behind the scenes. (laughs) No, but I mean, there's just, uh, I mean. So, yeah, it's it's cringeworthy, like we said. um, But uh, it it is the part of the process. And I hope that Larry is able to find a different lawyer for his defense uh, coming to the trial in September. But I don't think that's happening. If he couldn't give his wife a divorce, I don't think he's going to let his lawyer out of this one. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Look at masters. Um, so, yeah. Um, with that being said and everything here, uh, thank you so much for staying with us and uh, listening to us give you guys the updates on all of these details and we sparing you your full day of listening to, you know, same questions over and over again. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. It was very interesting to go through this and it was really fun to go through this with you guys and to keep you guys updated. So make sure you stay tuned for your next episode of where in the world is crime in San Diego till then catch us on the next case. And in case we don't see you good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. Wait, 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 wait before we go. Please let us know what piece of evidence shocked you the most, because honestly, all of them are at the top of my list. And as always, don't forget to like, share and follow. Tell me where in the world is crime in San Diego. Hey,